Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey there, Z Nation fans. Welcome to another episode of the Z Nation After Show on AfterBuzz TV. Tonight we are talking about Season 3, Episode 7, depending on how you count. There are so many different ways of counting it. Heart of Darkness. We've got a ton of stuff to talk about, and we have a very special guest. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Well, holy hell, guys. That was a thing that just happened. What even is this episode? What even? I feel like those last two minutes just like, it was like running into a brick wall with like, what? In case we didn't hurt your heart enough, here are some curveballs to look forward to. You have like three cliffhangers. Yay! We've hit the halfway point in the season. Have fun. We're officially said. over the hump. It's it's episode eight ish. It's episode nine, Heart of, of Darkness. Officially oh my episode God. nine. But there are so I many different you. ways of counting. You good? It. It's kind you of good. ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, numbers. Z Nation fans, welcome to another episode of the Z Nation After Show on AfterBuzz TV. Tonight we are talking about season three, episode nine, nine. Heart of Darkness. Again. So much to talk about tonight. Let me go ahead and introduce my fantastic panel. To my left, Katie Cullen. Hi, all my buddies. You can find me on Twitter at Kiaxet. That is K-I-A-X-E-T. Michelle Cullen. Hey, everyone. You can find me on Twitter at Michelle underscore Cullen. We have a very special guest. Joining us is the director of tonight's episode, Abram Cox. Hello. And you can find me on Twitter at at T.C. Abram. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. They're and teaching me this whole thing. You're, you're doing great. Uh, and I'm Megan Salinas. You guys can tweet at me at the Mangwin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. We are also going to be keeping an eye on the hashtag ABTVZNation. Uh, did you already give the shout out for the live chat? I've not, but I have the live chat going and I'm already talking to some of you in it. Hi. Hello, hey, everyone. Hi, all my buddies. So, uh, a lot happened just Jeez. now. How are Criminy. y'all feeling? Ugh. Yeah, no, that was good. That summed that up. Dying whale um, noises. I went back to the season finale of um, season two to see what the final words were between Warren and Vasquez, and I was like, oh. And what were they? Um, well, the final words were, watch out for those puppies and kittens, and he said, same to you. But before that, she said, do what you have to do, but who are you going to be when you pull that trigger? <gasps> Someone else! And we know what happened when he didn't. So oh. it's just yeah. Oh, oh friend, no. Oh. So he he went way off the deep end. A little bit before before we get into that, Abram, again, having directed this episode, what is it like watching the fan reaction to this episode? Because I imagine <laughs> uh people were very vocal while live tweeting on Friday, I'm sure. To just make popcorn and then it was it was it was a lot of fun actually. It was one of those things where I I believe if I'm correct I was just sort of sitting there in bed till um, about like midnight or two in the morning because the tweets didn't stop. 
And it was just basically one person after another, like mostly harping at Carl, going, hey, man, Aww. why did you do this to us? Why did you rip my heart out? And Carl's pretty much like, well, I drink my martini with your tears. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Carl's behind the official Z Nation Twitter, isn't he? he you know, Is that he's, him? He's, sometimes he will. It's pretty funny. And, okay. and he's, he's got a sharp wit, so it's, it's always fun to do. And, and it was fun also because, uh, you know... Um, you know, Michael Cassett, the writer of the episode and everything, when we were doing this and we were sitting around, you know, talking about the demise of of what we were going to do, I, I guess we can do spoilers at this point. For this episode. For this episode, yeah. Okay. yeah. Totally, all right. So, so um, basically, it was just like, yeah, let's cut off his head. Oh, <laughs> man. Just call it good. Just call it good. And so, the head itself did not zombify? No, no. Well, there was a sound, really subtle sound, when uh, Hopper goes down and he pulls the sword and he goes down. You hear a... Oh. It's a really subtle sound. Okay, but because we, we were we were looking for some sort of no, justification. We were, were not those type of nerds to. that are like, mm, that should have become a zombie. Yeah, there, <laughs> you know the thing is, is there was a really. This is why you see, you know, the blood dripping off the bottom, and you don't see a head wound or anything, but you see kind of blood on the head. But the reason we weren't able to show that as sort of network standards and practices, you're you're in all seriousness, you can you can do whatever you want to a zombie. You can't do whatever you want to, to a human. person. It's yeah, even it's if like, that person is just, just a decapitated a head. head. Totally, but you can wrap them in barbed wire and electrocute them. But you That's can wrap them thing. in barbed wire and electrocute oh, them. Dear yes. God, yes. standards and practices confuses me to no end. I know. I'll never really fully understand. I know Z where the line is. Yeah, Z Nation and Dave Chappelle pushing boundaries. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Two very different know. ways of like dancing around S and P. It's like a tagline for a TV channel I'd watch. <laughs> I don't know. That actually, I would watch a lot of TV. I yeah. Z Nation and Dave Chappelle. Yeah. The the Dave Chappelle and Z Nation Network. I like it. Pushing, I would watch boundaries. that. I would watch that TV program. That's true. You know, now that you say that, we have to put a shout out to Dave Chappelle. He should be on the show. He was <laughs> second fantastic. This is the second Walking Dead shout out we've had in two weeks. Oh, the crack man. about the uh, baseball bat wrapped in barbed wire. Yes. Yep. That oh, yeah. And last week it was, he got pulled into the dumpster. No one could have survived that. <laughs> I so will good. never get over that. The shade is beautiful. I Yeah, I absolutely adored the, the little Negan reference this time around. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, since obviously Vasquez is the thing that we're talking about right now, let's, let's not, there's no need to go back. Let's just get right into Vasquez is El Scorpion. So where did the idea come about of, like, the idea that... Because he seemed pretty together the last time we saw him before he ran off. So when you guys are approaching this episode, what in your guys' mind has happened to him between then and now where he's just completely lost his mind and created yeah. this new identity for himself? I think I think the idea was that, you know, because there's, there's, you get some time passage that happens in different parts of the season three especially but like i think the idea was that when he went off into you know the woods he was going off on his own solitary confinement that pushing him to be you know what's your what's your what's your game plan to stay alive and i think for people like vasquez or for people like hector or for people like warren any of these people who are the quote unquote survivors that you see going on 
and and they're in some kind of leadership position or have had some kind of leadership position, they're looking to try to make purpose in a world without purpose. I mean, you know, it's kind of like what everybody's doing after this election. <laughs> I wasn't going to go there, but okay. Yeah. We live there. We have, uh, we have a whiteboard at our apartment, and we had Make America America again. And then after Tuesday, it's like, that's not as funny anymore. No, it really uh. isn't. I mean, it was really, really funny at the time, and the episode itself is still funny, it's, but it's, it's also kind of like... It's still, it's still a hilarious <sighs> episode. But like just having that on our board is like that's that was a lot less funny twenty four hours can't ago. Can't do it. Can't do it. I Not told Drazig the and Delandra, the writer and the director of that episode, I was like, Oh man, holes are a wall. We should like, you know <laughs> We should maybe start joining in on his cabinet and be like, Hey, we've Volunteer got some ideas for, for you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, there's a website sure. where you can do that. Oh, you're joking. No. You're not joking. I'm not. Anyway, wow. we are. Uh, wow, we'll talk about that after the show. That's hilarious. Yeah. Can we uh, can we sign up to be Sketchy and Skeezy's new Dancing Girls? Like, I think that'd be fun. There you go. That'd be a fun Skeezy occupation. Yep. Yes, but I'd rather not die. Yeah, that <laughs> that, de- that definitely is part of the downside. A little um, bit, but yeah. Again, seeing Vasquez again, I want to I want to put it to the table. What was your guys' reactions knowing we were going to get Vasquez back in this episode? Because I gotta say, I can't say I was anticipating him to be dead by the time this episode was done. That's good, because I was I, terrified the marketing had totally screwed it for you, but that's good. No, I mean, the marketing gave away the reveal that he was a scorpion, but yeah. I did not expect what happened to happen at all. I cried a little. I yeah. expected him to I'm be... say that into the mic more, I cried a little. I expected him <laughs> to be himself and fully conscious of the fact that he's pretending to be a scorpion. Like I, I was expecting him to be, oh yeah, no, I totally know who I am, but I'm also totally a scorpion for the purposes of running the red hand. I was not expecting this full-on break from reality. Yeah. That I did not think would happen and just like, oh, bye. <laughs> like, oh. I mean, when you look at his life uh, in an objective view lens though like he witnessed his family get murdered by this man who he swore and he swore to avenge their deaths um he found out about the zombie apocalypse at the funeral mm-hmm. of, yeah, of his wife and child messed up. when the coffin started moving mm-hmm. still not over that sir um it's <laughs> not something you should really ever get over no like ever and and his entire driving force in surviving the apocalypse his one-man mission was to kill a scorpion and then he gave him mercy in the form of letting him live and something very well may have snapped um, in that time, and he might have experienced a sort of psychotic break where he regretted his decision to let him live, and it started to torment him, and he went a little crazy. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a good way of going about it, and not to mention that you have to do a lot of terrible things just in general to stay alive in the zombie apocalypse, and I think that's really highlighted with a literal neon sign that says guilty. guilty. <laughs> but the framing for some of that, just the sign and her standing with, oh my God, I need that as my new desktop wallpaper. I Someone don't... grab that for me. I need that as my desktop wallpaper. I... We'll give you the high-res versions. Of oh, yes! that would be beautiful. Yes. Yes. I'll put it up at work and have people be like, are you okay? <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. It's great. I saw it and I loved it and I, I still had to take a moment though to be like, who had... A neon guilty sign. How did they <laughs> find that? Did you special that? order that in, they, after the apocalypse? Where well, did they find that specific word? Judge Judy's red? courtroom. 
Yes. I don't know. Or like, a, yeah, <laughs> some, some awful sort of reality TV, 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 yeah. TV show. Yeah. yeah. No, it was it was one of those things where, um, you know, Carl and Cassett both had a really strong idea about what they wanted to make this room be. So, shouts out to the cinematographer, you know, Fetty. He's he's like amazing. Um, and uh, basically, you know, Fetty and I were talking about it. And we we're like, all right, let's just do everything as much silhouette as possible with really just saturated reds and not really show too much of the face in any of the violence of it all but in the in the reactions is where you're going to get the the emotional response to these people but in the violence of it everybody's equal so that was kind of the 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 creating that contrast was really important to us and then on top of it the guilty sign was uh, we we got this great drawing from Alex, which is a really talented artist, um, Schaefer's son. I mean, no, Schaefer's nephew. Oh, and nice. Alex, he's a sweet, sweet kid, really talented kid. And, I mean, I come from a storyboard background, so anytime, like, you know, somebody's going to do a lot of due diligence and draw and, and put some thought into, hey, here's some ideas and concepts to work with the production designers and get everybody on the same page, I'm all for it. I think we, I think that really shines through a lot with yeah. your episodes in particular. Usually if there's an episode where we go, ooh, what a great shot. We look at the credits and we're like, oh, okay, Abram yep. did that one. <laughs> yep, that makes sense. <laughs> well, and we kept pausing this one and going, look at that. <laughs> yeah. Like, that was pretty incredible. Well, Again. thank you. Thank yeah. you. I can't take all the credit. It's like always too much or too little. But like the fact is, is like, yeah, Fetty, Fetty was really big on that. And Vince, who's our production designer, just went 100% out with it. So both those guys really knocked it out of the park, I thought. Now, doing a lot of those silhouette shots, when you're working with the um, with the fight choreography and everything like that, is a lot of the, the silhouetting done kind of more in post a little mm. bit so that you guys can actually see the, you know, that the actors don't run into each other or miss their marks or anything? Actually, no. Like, when you're on the, when you're on the day, you're exposing for the backlight and you're getting that, you know, stark silhouette in the foreground, and uh, we've got we've got uh, Alex Tirziev, who's you know he and Keith Cox come in and they'll coordinate all the fights and stunts and whatnot. And that was one of those days. Actually, that was one of those days where, from a production point of view, you always hear these behind the scene things. It was we do a lot in a short amount of time. Like yeah. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. think people realize like we we prep in six days, we shoot in six days. And a lot of times we prep in six days and we shoot in five days. And this was a six-day episode, but we were we were under the gun, and I think we had to do this entire sequence in, in about an hour and a half. Holy cow. <clears throat> no, I'm not lying. Jeez, and normally dang. normally you get uh, you know, you get several days to do a sequence that's fairly complicated, but on the show credit to all the people involved what you're looking at is um you know coming up in the finale which is the most fresh in my mind in terms of production because this we shot like middle of the summer mm-hmm. but like um but um you know in the finale there's a fight sequence in that that we shot in 45 minutes like I'm, holy <laughs> cow it was, it was insane it was and it was like how little of and you've got producers running up 
How many setups do you have? I've got about 35 setups. That's way too much. I realize that. It's, <laughs> give me 10 seconds here. And then you're, you're, they're going, totally cool. You guys do it. And you're looking over at the cinematographer. You're looking at the AD. And you're going, all right, cool. So if we do this, this, and this and prioritize these, then we're going to be good. And it was the same thing in this situation. Fortunately, um, you know, uh, what what we did a little differently than what I would normally do is a lot of times I'll storyboard and animatic out the action That's so, so that cool. we, we do like a video run and we didn't have time to do that for the prep on this particular episode. So I just said to Fetty, I said, okay, cool. So let's just follow the action. We're going to keep it really, really basic and really simple in terms of give me a stark graphic composition and then we'll break it down once we get the big graphic composition. So we did this side of the room, this side of the room, and then we broke it down into the components. And we specifically were like going for that graphic novel, Frank Miller. Definitely you know, like Sin City. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Glorious. Go for the composition, not the camera move, like that kind of thing. It was, you know. That's incredible, uh, especially... Like this is this is we we've heard it several times this season, just this phenomenal story of like, yeah we we did that chase sequence in an afternoon because we <laughs> yeah. had to yeah we needed five more minutes so we went out and shot for an hour yeah what <laughs> yeah yeah I I'm constantly getting blown away by your guys' stories this season of just making miracles happen on a very very tight deadline oh yeah and and the deadlines for season three. Are, t- were t- are actually much tighter than the ones for season two. So season two, we had, we were still doing six-day prep, six-day shoots, but we were able to squeeze in a little bit more second unit here and there as we would go through, or we were able to fudge uh, an edit lock a little bit. And this season, there was just no room for it, so everybody was kind of in the mindset with blinders on, like, all right, here we go. And as soon as the emergency brake came off and the cars went out of the, you know, it was, it was nuts. Yeah. It's like Pinewood Derby. Just go. <laughs> That's exactly it. Cause there, there is no, no like, yeah. Yeah. It's it just pretty much like, stops oh. at the end when you run out of momentum. It's totally true. Totally true. There's a lot of screaming involved. No, I'm, I'm joking. There's a lot of screaming involved in Pinewood Derby too. <laughs> mostly, mostly like everybody's, everybody's super chill about like, you know, everybody kind of knows what the finite variables are. So you just kind of, you kind of go, all right, what do I have time for? So you don't like, you don't obsess or fret over what you don't have time for. You do the best with what you do have time for. And and I think that's a testament to everybody on the team, you know. I agree. Um, Although not just the action sequences in this particular episode that are kind of outstanding, I would say that something that even blows those away are the intimate moments. That kiss between Warren and Vasquez, I was like, oh my, I was glued to the screen. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) One of those days I'm going to remember to actually get my fan out of my purse and bring it up with me to the panel so I will have a fan to do that. For those of you listening on iTunes, Katie indicated that she had the vapors. The vapors. The vapors. The vapors. Ah. Oh, heavens to Betsy. Well, so, so, yeah, uh, directing those more intimate moments, <laughs> what do you find to be more difficult? Um, you know, the the action scenes I find you can kind of bang through if you have to. And 
a lot of times, much to the chagrin of, of, you know, stunts or someone, I will push us through those faster. Uh, I try not to, because I know that there's certain um, kinds of gags that we need to do that are going to take a lot of time. Like, as an example, the head being cut off. Yeah. That's something where, like, I'm like, all right, that's going to take us about, and it, no joke, it took 67 takes to get the head to roll. Oh, my goodness. But, but like, the thing is, is you know it's going to take 67 takes for a shot that won't really look like it took 67 takes. And it's just because of, you know, somebody's having to roll this head. We're doing it in a very, um, you know, low-budget kind of way. So, um, essentially, you know, those kind of shots, you just say, all right, we're going to kick those and we'll try to minimize the amount of things that we're going to kick off the schedule, but we're going to kick that off the schedule because when everybody's there and you've got the actors and, and you're, you're wanting to go for something that, you know, rings true, even though like, you know, you're in a world that is sort of turned upside down and there's a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of, of of guilty pleasure humor that goes on, just like the episode before this. You know, there's tons of fun type of slapstick stuff that there's can come out of this universe. Wheel. There's so much great stuff. Yeah, the Liberty Bell. Exactly, the Liberty Bell, the cheese wheel. When you, but when you flip into a sequence like this, where you're actually gonna, you know, knock off two people, and you really want to tie up the bowstrings of the emotions that they've always had, whether those emotions were expressed outwardly on all the other episodes or whether those emotions were subtextual or, you know, whether they were just implied in, you know, just looks here and there. You want to go through and you want to be able to nail that kind of of intimacy with these guys because there is, among certain characters, intimacy. I don't think all the characters have intimacy, but some of the characters have intimacy. And... Vasquez and Warren definitely did, and I, I had luckily I'd I'd done episode two hundred six, which is where they stitched themselves up, and then also uh, twelve and thirteen, where they you know they actually have the showdown with Scorpion, etc. And it was really important that we we get everything we could with both of those actors that was performance based. And not technical or not stunts or not, you know, gaggy. It needed to be, let's be as simple as possible because that's why we're here. That's why, you know, <laughs> as you've probably heard a lot of times, that's why somebody flew in on an airplane off of another show to sit down for like three, four days and you're taking that time out of their schedule. It's like you really want to nail that beat versus just like okay yeah we got it let's just two takes let's move on it's like no let's get like all the right angles on that and if you look at the edit the edit is designed in such a way to maximize their looks and hold their looks because you see the hand the cut is actually on the motion of the hand coming up behind the head and when you see that to me, there is nothing sexier. I hope I don't get sued for this, but there's nothing sexier than seeing somebody's hand go up around somebody's neck like that. And just the idea of touch, you know? The idea of touch is something that is just, oh, you're turning bright red. I feel so I, 
You're sitting next to the one person who has a bubble that just, you're good, though. Okay, all right. That's all good. It's also very funny because all of our guests sit right there, so whenever they feel like getting affectionate, it's, it's me. always Michelle. Uh-huh. It's okay. It's Anastasia all right. abused the crap out of that when I was on her. Well, Anastasia She's coming back. Every time that she's been on, she's like, I want to play with your hair. Let's hug. Oh, a- so Anastasia. She's just like, I'll tell you a tiny secret about Anastasia. <laughs> oh, do. Okay, the tiny secret about Anastasia is that she created Sexual Harassment Thursday. So, <laughs> so, so. You, Please give us some context so that doesn't sound as bad as it it's sounds. It's not as bad as it sounds. It's, it's like it just means, Friday. It just yeah. means like it just means like you know you can be goofy and flirt and make silly jokes. And <laughs> and the thing is is that like uh, but Anastasia is that she's that warm personality that like breaks down barriers so yeah, yeah. It, hopefully you'll be on a thursday and then you just what you do is you just reach over and i won't do it to you but you reach over and just underneath the desk just put your hand on her thigh and be like hey it's thursday <laughs> it's thursday somewhere <laughs> no no go. it really is there you go. True. it's thursday there somewhere that is true. Nowhere. She's probably. Hearts. She's probably. I'm probably going to get a text or something from her that's going to be like, "WTF?" <laughs> it's uh, Thursday in our out. hearts. Uh, Sorry, Annie. If that's, if that's an open are you, invitation, are you really? If that's an open invitation to come back on set, I will gladly take it. Oh yeah. Oh, you guys should totally come on Thursday. That's like, I'm serious. That would be hilarious. Oh, that would be so totally funny. hilarious. Um, so to kind of get back to, uh, they're on Thursday, weren't we? I don't remember which days. I, it might've been a Thursday and a Friday. That was our, that was our tour was Thursday. But that was on a, that was, they may have been minding their P's and Q's for you guys. You know? Yeah. I mean, I kept having to remind you guys, Hey, listen, I know I'm not supposed to swear a lot, but on set I swear a lot. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's totally fine. But, um, but yeah, no, to get, to get kind of back to this moment and, talking about, you know, how you want those emotions to ring true, you especially want that because we are, you know, we didn't know this at the time, but at by the time the episode is done, we are saying goodbye to this character yeah. who was with us for an entire season. Mm-hmm. I shipped him and Warren together like none other. I was like, yeah. You know that's why he died. Yeah. You know that is absolutely <laughs> why he died. Yeah. Yeah. People were she is cursed. For, uh for. Yeah. It's, it's unfortunate. So uh, we actually, we had we it's had, very locus of you. We, unfortunate. unfortunate. Uh, we had a question from uh, from the hashtag. I believe it. Yeah, it's Mike uh, underscore New York on hey, Mike. Warren uh, never called. Uh, that was a little earlier. Vasquez finally. That's not it. Oh, here we go. Although Mike has given us some really good stuff, and I'll read it out in a second. But Bethany or Bethann. Murphy on Twitter on a scale of one to ten, how badly did your heart break for Warren? This is to everybody here. Ooh. Uh, eight. Uh, seven. I'll go with a I'll go with a ten because she had to actually physically stab him. Well, she did. Say well, and she it was won. right after Hector yeah. went down too. So yeah, no, I'll bump that off. Of I don't know. I'm a bit of a sadist. I'm the guy who kept like. <laughs> Hit him again. Hit him again. Pushing, harder. Pushing. Harder. You don't even know the half of it. That's happened before. <laughs> Tell us the half of it, please. <laughs> okay. Harkening back to harkening back to two oh six, when Matt Stanio comes back from, you know, being at the verge of death, I said to uh and I love Matt. 
but I walk up to to um, Kalita and I said, "Hey, just so you know, I need this reaction to be real, and I don't know any other way to get it. So when you actually are waiting for him to go, Matt, just lay there and then just punch him as hard as you can in the effing stomach." And she looked at me and she goes, "What?" And I'm like, "Matt, you're cool with this, right, buddy?" And Matt goes, "Uh." You owe me a drink. And I was like, yeah, no problem. It did take me a year. So um, cut to we're on this episode after we finish it and we've killed him. And, you know, they've gone through their whole rigmarole. And he and Emilio accidentally have, like, hit each other a few times in the course of, of their of <laughs> between their scuffle. Yeah. 12, 13, and this last fight. They always go for it. Like, they're, like, the two best people if you ever want to have to deal with that like in Warren like all three of those like Kalita Matt and Amelia are the best they're just hilarious at 100% but um Matt and I finally sit down and I buy him a drink and he's like what's this for and I'm like this is for like you know this season last season <laughs> all those and he times finally, I had you punched exactly exactly so Matt <laughs> I've had a really good time with both of them and Kalita and Matt of being a complete, you know, sadist and asking them, oh, can we just do that one more time? And, you know, Kalita's like sitting there. Yeah, Coxie, yeah. (laughs) She's like sitting there crying and I'm like going, no, 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 I mean, you know, take your time like that. I do have to like, you know, say that it would be good if we could do it in the next five minutes. (laughs) Take your time, but not too much. Exactly. And she's like, she's like, okay, 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 okay. So it's like, you know, you get that, and then you get Matt, of course, who's like, you know. <laughs> well, and I, I feel really bad, um, you know, talking about Matt getting punched repeatedly last season, because last season he got injured uh, doing the pilot, and I it sounded like he yeah. was hurt for uh, several episodes as a result he, of that. He got injured 202. Yeah. yeah. That was with John Hyams. That was the best. <laughs> 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 and John is like the master of action, right? Hyams is hilarious. He's like the master of action. And and Hyams is like, you know, Hyams has this gruff voice. Have you guys have you guys had Hyams on the show? I oh, feel like we did a while ago. Hyams has this gruff voice and he's like he's like, "All right, Matt, so I want you to run up. He's going to kill me for this terrible accent. But he's like he's like, "All right, Matt, so I want you to run over there and do this thing and da 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 da." And you know, it's just a straightforward run and and Matt's like, "Yeah, yeah, cool. No problem." Like, it's really, like, run and duck and move and this and that and the other. And Matt goes to do it. He's having to do the jump or whatever he's doing. And the next thing you know, he, like, goes... <gasps> and he's, like, pulled the groin. And, oh. <laughs> and you see... And you just see Hyam standing there at his monitor to do this. He goes... Which means, okay, i got to think through how we're going to get out of this. We haven't had him on the show yet. I was on set. We have failed to get him. I was on set for, for seeing that moment with John. and Yeah, John's, John's a real legend. He's funny. He's awesome. I, I, we need to have him. I, I feel like I have failed as a guest booker. <laughs> I say Consider- with my perfect record so far. I was going to say, well, definitely put him on the list of people we need to hear from for yes. sure. And according to my spreadsheet, this is actually episode ten. <laughs> no, you know the thing is, is in the in the room, the opening for this season, uh, the the movie. 
was one and two, yeah. It was a, it was, it was essentially one and two. Yeah, that that my yeah. the spreadsheet accommodates for that. This is episode ten. Well, yeah. again, it counts. The pilot is one and two, but depending on where you look, the pilot only counts as one. I, right. We get we get this whenever we have a an, an hour or a two hour premiere for um for a season. It just messes up the numbering for like Ever. the rest of the entire season. Maybe Ever. it is okay. I don't know. I ordered them on Amazon, and Amazon said it was episode nine. So I'm sorry That's, for my false vibrato at well, the beginning of this. Well, Amazon thinks that the pilot is just episode one. It calls I it guess. one and two. And it, then yeah, I don't know fine. what it's Amazon's doing. It's a, it, this was episode ten. You're, you're not. You're not in the. You're not in the uh, minority of people who are are confused by it. On IMDb, this is episode nine. Yeah. yeah. Okay. On IMDb, this I'm, episode. Nine. I'm willing to call it episode nine, episode eight, whatever you guys want to call it. I am down. Oh, yep. it's 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 Hard it's up in the air. <laughs> yep. Well, and that's why I was so confused last weekend or last week when we did the show because I couldn't find the preview for episode nine, but I found the preview for episode ten, and I was like, "How? How is this in existence? How did we skip ahead? <laughs> how did that happen? I know who is Scorpion, and then it's like, oh, that is the next episode. I'm not that cool. <laughs> <laughs> you that you like I'm magic, cool. super special, exclusive. I got back thing. down off of my little pedestal. Um, to get back uh, to uh, to get back to Twitter, uh, Mike definitely says. Uh, Vasquez finally got his revenge on Escorpion, and he was relentless with that stabbing. And Warren never called him Javier before, always Vasquez. But when he called her Roberta, it was poignant. So, it was. Absolutely. Definitely a lot of emotional things getting tied up here. And, yeah, yeah again, it's it's really sad to say goodbye to this character, especially after having been away, mm-hmm. undergone some tragedy, and the, this terrible transformation. And then coming back a completely different person. And then getting a glimmer of the person he used to be before he gets killed. And that was something that, like, Carl and Michael Cassett and I, we sat around and, and, you know, Cassett really did a great job of tying in, like, how how do we build up and make it make sense that she goes to the length of chopping off his head? Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. And that's... Because in... (laughs) I feel so sick saying it, but in the apocalypse, chopping off somebody's head is an act of love. (laughs) It's like, like, you know, if you think about it, it's it's an act of love. It's like, hey, look, I'm really sorry that, like, you know, you got to go out this way, but this is the best I can do for you, so... He's yeah. not the first person she's had to mercy. He won't be the last. So <laughs> go be with be your family. Utterly exactly. real. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That uh, was. Uh, yeah. Again, that was. You're such obviously a... <laughs> not having a good time down here, so we're just gonna. It was to send you off to the farm. And again, at the end of the day, Warren is a woman on a like with a mission who has a quest, and right now he's standing in her way. And even if it hurts, he's a threat that needs to be taken down. Yeah. And, and now an she's a scorpion. Yeah. We'll see so, if she goes by the moniker, but yeah, she has a scorpion. She is definitely I mean, their leader now, though. I doubt that she will go by a scorpion, but everyone's kind of like, yeah, that person. Her. Now, yep. Now, again, not to not to get too much into predictions, but we have to talk about what happened to Hector a little bit um, because he gets stabbed, and Sun May injects him with her own version of the cure, the zombie virus, the vaccine. So, and something happens to him. Is he a new type? And again, we don't want any spoilers, Abram, so sorry. Sorry about uh, this, but 
But we have to talk about this. This is totally one of the okay. things we have yeah. to do. I'll tell you as much as I can. What I'll, What do we think has happened to him right now? Um, I don't know. I just want to give a shout out to the line where Sunmay was talking about the experimental vaccine, and Hector said, "I don't want to be the first to find out." No. Oh! Yeah, that, that happened. <laughs> that happened in this episode. That's 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 Cassid setting up the that's so setting good. up the tea Michael, right there. you monster! <laughs> that human you? being, I swear. Yeah. I, I just she said that she'd collected zombie blood and was using that to change up the vaccine, and I'm sitting here going, "We have animal zombies, and now he has cat's eyes." I'm having a Harry Potter moment where you grab the wrong hair for the polyjuice potion. See, and I, I had a supernatural moment where I was like, the yellow-eyed demon's back. And I was like, that's a different, that's a different TV show. different show. Yeah. Uh, different flavor of horror. Different. Well, yeah. you know, Emilio yeah. was on Twitter, and, and there was, because, like I said, I'm not much of a tweeter, I guess. Um, but, like... Um, you know, I was seeing all these people going, oh, you just killed off my favorite character. F you. Wait we hate for you. it. Wait <laughs> that's, for that's, it. And, and, and Carl was like, you know, on Twitter too. And he's going, no, no, no. Just hang in there. Just don't stop watching. Don't stop watching. Don't stop and then bleeding. Emilio comes into it because Emilio was in Atlanta and if he didn't have television where he was at, wherever he, whatever he was doing in Atlanta, he wasn't able to see the show. And he's going, I don't know if I'm dead or not yet, guys. I'm getting different feedback here. What's going on? So, like, season four, season it, it four. Was, it was pretty funny. So the whole night kind of goes like that, and um, and uh, I sent him a, I sent Emilio a wink on Twitter about it. Like, it's all good. I'll call you tomorrow, buddy. <laughs> like, but I called him and I and I said to I said to him, you know, a couple of days ago after, you know, right after the episode aired. And, and I said to him, I was like, so uh, I saw your tweet last night. And he goes, he was like, well, um, am I dead? And I was like, I, I don't know. But I can tell you that you opened your eyes and that they looked like cat's eyes. And he goes, what? <laughs> I'm assuming that all happened in post. That <laughs> He's like, we, <laughs> we did it all in post. And I remember... So he had no idea. Oh, It's true. It's true. And I kept saying to him, hey, man, just, okay, let's snap your eyes open even more on this. Let's do it again. Let's go like that. And he was like, what's going on with me like this? I remember when we were shooting the shot. And I was like, yeah, you know, don't worry don't about worry it. Don't worry about it. I actually remain blissfully ignorant of everything in this episode until I, I happened to see Emilio's tweet. And I was like... I swore. I swore a lot. <laughs> Because I fought for him very hard after yeah. he fell into a pit of zombies. See, yeah. and I didn't watch yet. it. I didn't watch it day of, and you know, I follow the Z Nation Twitter, and they put up the clip where Warren stabs uh, Vasquez, Vasquez mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, autoplay on Twitter." That occurred. You got spoiled for I that? did. Oh. And I didn't tell you. You both wow. got spoiled for this episode and I didn't? Yeah. Although, you know what should have... I don't know how you managed that, but you congratulations. Know, I, I, tw- blinders. I ignored Twitter for the most part. But, um, they're, like, especially on Friday nights, because I don't get to watch it on Friday, I, I start scrolling through and the second mm-hmm. I start seeing Z Nation stuff, mm-hmm. I'm like, no. <laughs> bad, bad phone. No. And so, um, but you know, I should have technically been spoiled a little bit. We were actually chatting with Michael the other mm. day, and we were, I was like, I haven't seen this week's episode yet. He's like, oh, you should definitely get Matt in. And I'm like, oh yeah, of course it'd be great to have him in because he's the newest Scorpion. Did not occur to me that he's like, 
You should have Madden because of your long <laughs> Because of our long-standing tradition of booking people on the episode where they die. And he said it with a smile, too. Michael, you and I are going to have words later. Were you, did say. I have that conversation when I walked away? I feel like I, you did. Have, yeah. Um, but yeah, so we we have more to talk about, uh, but and we're we're running short on time. We've so. had some fun stuff in the live chat. Anna pointing out that Hector constantly foreshadows stuff this season. Um, He's like a prophet. Uh, Mac Daddy Geek saying a, a dark secret part of me hoped a Scorpion would be Danny Trejo. <laughs> <laughs> I would have geeked out so hard. And that would have been pretty great. Another one that Again, I good casting. cannot <laughs> find. Da, 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 da. Week after week, you guys always have the best guests. Yes. Thank you. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. And uh, Boo saying, Hector can't die. He's like Captain Jack Harkness. He can't die. I don't know when the last time he was at Watch Torchwood, <laughs> but Jack dies a lot. A scorpion like, doesn't a die, lot, he kills. Like, a lot, a lot. Yeah. Anna, Anna in the chat. A scorpion doesn't die, he kills. Nice. <laughs> well done, Anna. We'll I feel see. like we need a scorpion lines instead of Chuck Norris We'll lines. see how true that is uh, in the coming episode. Yes. But he's not yes. a scorpion anymore. That's true. Technically, a scorpion has died twice. We don't know what's happened to him. It could be scorpion zombie blood in there. We don't oh, know. Dear. Oh, my God. <laughs> we don't know. He could become the literal scorpion. You crab don't know. people. Crab people. <laughs> well, we had spider zombies off screen at some point. <laughs> oh. oh, you the hands. Yeah. We, yeah, oh, no, I mean, they actually yeah. mentioned we spider even, zombies in a different <laughs> episode. Oh, that's right. We didn't even touch on that, though. Yeah, we had the Cousin It stuff going on. Going through the catacombs. Uh, again, like, having just these dark, like, oh, or is that rats? No! It is zombie appendages just crawling around <laughs> down there. It's full on Cousin It. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, Ugh. yeah it's, Ugh. it's the, it's the, it's the, the Adams family or no, yeah. cousin, thing. it's the fluffy one. It's the thing. thing. Yeah, yeah, right. It's the thing. Herp, but herp. yeah, um, I just as an aside, the idea that um, you know, they're going around in the catacombs of Seattle. I just want to point out to to everybody who doesn't already know this about me, but the Parisian catacombs are literally the scariest thing in the world to me. Like the <laughs> the idea of the Parisian catacombs and getting lost in the Parisian catacombs. So the fact that they're in catacombs, that there are zombies running around after getting executed, and that there are zombie appendages wandering around in the <laughs> dark making creepy noises. That's not okay, guys. Hard pass? Well, and Hard we've, pass. We've been in the catacombs in Edinburgh, and they tell you at the start of the tour, do not get separated, do not get separated, do not get separated, you will get lost, and we will not be able to find you. I'm sure you like, watched okay. that, that horror movie. As above, so, so below. below. Yeah. I actually haven't seen it yet, but I, I heard surprisingly good things about it. Yeah, that one involves Parisian catacombs and an actual portal to hell. So, <laughs> question mark. That, that was one of those ones where it's like, not sure if, if stupid or not sure if terrified. <laughs> Six um, of one, half a dozen of the other. And again, I think I we have heard a couple s- things that we need to... We do. I, I heard surprisingly good things about it. But yes, we need to move on. Um, because there are actually a few other things we need to t- talk about in this episode. Is there anything else about the Scorpion and Red Hand stuff that we want to touch on before we have to move on? Because we got to move on. I want to <laughs> say that I liked Hopper a little bit, and I also hated him a lot of it. I liked him yeah. too. He was a creeper to the extreme, yes. um, making inappropriate comments and gestures towards Sun May. He told her to smile at one point, and I was not having that. Oh. No. Yeah, Hopper's an interesting one. Um, again, all of that stuff 
not okay. But, like, when he's not being a creeper towards her, he's one of those oddly likable rogues. Right? He's yeah. very charismatic, and that's sort of punch him in the teeth way. Yeah. Well, we got a lot of those in the apocalypse, right? We do! Yeah, D- Dylan Vox, the guy who plays that guy, he, he came in 100% full charge knowing the guy that he was going to play. And, uh, yeah, he did, he did a really good job of making really that well. character, like you said, you like him, but you like him in a way that's sort of like, all right, sleazebag, just yeah. stay on that you side. You like him, yeah. but you also want to kick him. Yeah. Yeah. I like watching you. I wouldn't want to be there with you. That, that's <laughs> a good way of putting it. It's like you're fun to watch. Um, we also have, uh, I feel like Murphy and Citizen Z haven't really had a conversation Never. together prior to this episode because he's Citizen Z was always talking about Murphy to someone else as an asset as a piece mm-hmm. of property as as something that needed to be protective and shipped so I actually thought this conversation that they have at the top of the episode when Murphy hijacks his transmission um, I thought it was interesting because it's like because Murphy is immediately belligerent and I was like why is that Citizen Z is nothing but nice and I was like Oh, yeah, it's because Citizen Z probably never talked to him like a person. Citizen Z never talked to him at all, ever. This was their first conversation, which was fascinating. Yeah, it's the kind of thing, I mean, Murphy, I think, centers, he, he, he sort of centers his aggression at Citizen Z, because here's the guy who's been telling Operation Bite Mark where to go, what to do, for the last two years. And he was the, he was the, the package and he's sick and tired of being considered the package so he sees himself from the point of view of citizen z is this this guy just looks at me as a package you know not knowing that citizen z he's actually an all right guy yeah so Mm -hmm. i think that that's where his aggression just comes out i also think if you hear a phone ringing in the apocalypse after many years of not having to answer the phone and you are already maybe inclined to hate phones Right here. <laughs> it's another Walking Dead reference. If you if you don't leave a message, it wasn't that important. I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> gotta but, say, it looks like they did speak at the end of season one, but uh, according to uh, Mike in the in the live chat. But yeah, that doesn't take away the fact that their conversations primarily revolve around him being a thing. Yeah. yeah. Also, just a shout out to the prop department because I loved that phone. I've never seen a phone like that. Yeah, what oh, a that, weird little those phone. phones are awesome. It was actually in the script. It said a sexy. 1970s phone and I remember the prop department brought me three phones and I was like guys this isn't right I'm a I'm a bit of a I love mid-century modern architecture and I really really like that kind of decor and I was like no I pulled it up on my phone I was like we need something like this and they looked at me like oh yeah we can order those online no problem I was like yes those uh, those those kind of phones though are just yeah they're they're pretty they're pretty sexy actually I think they're pretty great I liked it yeah yeah it, it was it was the most unique phone I think I've ever seen yeah um I do wanna I do wanna ask as like a side note I like how do you guys feel about Kaya being his co-host I love it Kaya in the sky <laughs> I dig it. It's good for him to have a co-host I think I think so too I think he he's been talking at the the ether and the, mm. the void for so long that it's nice to have somebody to bounce ideas off of with and, and just somebody to be fun you know yeah. to have a have a conversation with yeah. that's got to be really nice and for DJ as well it must be nice having 
non-zombie people to to play off of as well. I think so. I think he's really enjoyed having to, you know, having the interaction. You know, that's every, I think every actor craves that interaction, you know. That's why you're doing that craft is because you want to be bouncing off of another person because it's like it's it's the only other art form similar in the way of music that is it, it evaporates you know if there's nothing there to capture it it's it's just gone and so that's why like you know um you know paintings are always set in stone photography it's set in stone you know film or television set in stone but you know when you when you have theater it's it's a one-time thing. It's there and then it's yeah, gone. Yeah, it's there and then it's gone. When you have a live performance of music, if it's not recorded, it's there and then it's gone. And I think that that's what people who are drawn to that really thrive off of. And, you know, to be able to capture that is even more uh, an exciting thing because, you know, they know that, you know, I know. <laughs> I'm going too long on that. No, no, no. You're, you're, you're fine. Um, but... We do you guys have anything else to say about Murphy, Murphy Town, and Citizen Z before we move on to one hell of a stinger that we nope, get for let's this just episode? Do it. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, so Doc and Addie make it back to Mon Pa Kettle's house to find a toddler Lucy running around playing with zombies yep. uh, and a little blue doll. Oh, and so um, cute. and Pa Kettle comes out <laughs> looking much more put together, thank God, yeah. than uh, than we feared. Because uh, there were times where we've been speculating a lot this season, like whether or not they were going to be decayed. Like by the time our group got back, so I'm I'm glad to see he's in good spirits. Less glad to see that he's shooting at them. That's that's well, kind of a bummer. He might not be a good shot. Here's hoping. <laughs> I mean, there's. I no- hope you're terrible. No. You'll you'll find out next week. Yep, I'm sure we will. <laughs> but talking, but I, that's a thing. And we have what? She looks like she's like eight. I would ish. say six. I would say what? Six, maybe five. Yeah. That sort of. She's that got sort of Darren age. syndrome, you know. Is that the accelerated? I'm just no. I'm just. I'm just saying. You know. I'm just gonna leave it like that. <laughs> okay, fine. That's that's like that's all I'm gonna say, man. When you're working with a young actor like that, are you worried about the the makeup scaring them at all? No, no. I, I you know, the thing is, is um, <clears throat> the young actors that you get on the show are always, you know, they they know what's going. They're on. way yeah. they're they're too wise beyond their years. Sometimes I'm like, what happened to you? Don't you <laughs> want a childhood? <laughs> it's like, what's up with this? Why are you actually actively Twitter? Like, <laughs> and savvy about this media yeah. stuff. It's like, what's going on with you? No, stop. <laughs> Be a kid. Go play. Well, it looks... I mean, the plus side is that this set uh, and the, the crew that you guys have, they are a fun group to play with. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, everybody's so professional, but like having having been there ourselves, we can yeah. definitely say it's a lot of fun. It's a blast. Um, I think that just about does it for this episode... Uh, do we have time for some rapid-fire predictions? I think Your so. Your After Buzz TV predictions. All right, Steven cool. Uh, <laughs> um, I'll go first. Uh, they're gonna have to kill Mom and Pa Kettle to, to get Lucy. I think they're gonna take him with them. Ooh. I would Road like trip! Um, on a broader sense of predictions, uh, again, a Scorpion predicting, or Hector kind of being wise with his words, um, 
he says to Warren, a scorpion will change you more than you will change him, and she killed him, and now she's taking his army, and I think it's that really interesting um, viewpoint that Murphy is becoming more and more the good person in, in the zombie apocalypse, and Warren is becoming more and more about the mission villain. and losing the morality behind the decisions. So that's going to be interesting to see how that develops. Yeah. yeah, and not to mention he knows she's coming, too. Yeah, so. eventually. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, she was there, and he knows it. Well, I, I, yeah, again, I think that just about wraps it up. Abram, do you have any other upcoming projects that you can talk about uh, that you would like people to know? Or we know with NDAs and with the season still kind of wrapping up post, it's kind of hard to talk about. Yeah, it's like the the things that I'm working on right now are all kind of like, I don't know how much I can say. I yeah. wish okay. I could say more, but no, I mean, that um, I'm in the middle of writing a feature script on, a, it's pretty fun. And then I'm also, uh, you know, talking with uh, the you know Carl and them about what's going to happen in the future of Z Nation and you know you guys predictions are interesting you know you left out the aliens and the uh, <laughs> cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers it's coming in but you know no I'm just kidding we're getting more people guys more aliens totally, totally more aliens <laughs> well cannot say well thank that's you. just like the beginning of the invasion you know and the arrival and everything we've <laughs> no, I'm that's a good point <laughs> just feel like maybe if Kang and Kodos are just hanging out in a spaceship <laughs> above Earth going foolish earthlings <laughs> well and our fake spoiler for anything that we don't actually want to spoil is and then the aliens came down and, and stuff like crazy <laughs> so there you go either, I, either that or you just do what is it uh, Kylo Ren you just <laughs> Just smash up a desk for literally no reason. Can, can we make those sound effects again? Because that was perfect. Oh, when he went. <laughs> like, yeah, that was my that's my imitation of Kylo Ren getting really pissed off. Like, I'm so happy if that's right his, now. If that's his mastery of the dark side of the force, it's like, dude, really? Seriously. Oh my god. Um, I was not you expecting to get, end this panel with shade, but I am so I, happy right now. I get now. your joke now. According to Mike on Twitter, Darren Syndrome is when an actor gets replaced on a TV show. No, I'm just, uh, I'm just, I'm just joking. I get it. I get it. Um, I'm just joking. That's like, funny. That's, that's a joke, but of course, like, yeah, yeah. So, I get it. TV show. Was that? Was that Mike? Did you say minutes. that was Michael? That Mike, no, no Michael. Mike New York. Mike New York. Hey, Mike New York. That was a good call, dude. <laughs> good job. Good job. Way to pick up on something we were that, all clueless. Thank was, you for being true. Silly. <laughs> All right. Well, again, cannot say thank you enough, Abram, for joining us tonight. Um, it's been a pleasure talking to you about this episode. Where can people go if they want to keep up with you? Uh, you can go to at TC Abram on uh, Twitter, and you can go to my website, www.abramcox.com, and uh, I'll be updating it over the holidays. Fantastic. <laughs> you can go to the website next month. <laughs> Again, thank you so much. Michelle, where can people go to keep up with you? You can find me on Twitter at Michelle underscore Cullen, and here at AfterBuzz on Thursdays as well, doing Criminal Minds at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I'm Katie Cullen. You can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and YouTube at Kiajay. That is K-I-A-X-E-T. I am also on Snapchat at Kia Prime. We're here for Z Nation on Mondays, Star Wars Rebels on Tuesdays, Arrow on Wednesdays. Uh, we alternate between Robots Ruby. in Disguise and Ruby on Thursdays. This week it's going to be Ruby, and the Arrow crossover is coming up. It's going to be four shows. It's going to be insane. So come back, watch things. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> That's going to be hilarious. I don't know what we're going to do, but things are going to occur. I'm Megan Salinas. You guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Menguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. I'm also on a bunch of shows here at After Buzz, and I write articles for the Movie Chick. That's Chick with two Ks. Be sure to check those out. Thank you to everybody in the hashtag, everybody in the live chat. Thank you again, Abram, Thank for you. joining Thank us. You. We will see you all next time.
from executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.